Welcome to The Bright Side, a podcast where we will help you to get a better perspective on your life. Each week, we tackle a story from the public life, something from our own private lives, and then we go out into nature, we breathe, we tell stories, and we try to cut our anxieties down to size to get some perspective in order to live healthier, happier lives. I'm Tamsin Omond, an activist, author, actor, and often anxious human being. And I'm Sachi Lloyd, a multi-award winning author and public speaker. Welcome to The Bright Side. Hell's Bells. And Sachi, you know what? I thought I'd start this week because I've heard other podcasters do it with a little entreaty to the listeners. Please like us. Oh yes. Share us. And subscribe. Mm. You can even leave a review if you want. Oh, yes, that would be lovely. That would be really good, wouldn't it? It would. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Needy. Anyway, um, we will begin as we always Mm. begin with a little bit of public life. This is me, isn't it? This This is is where you go. You know what I'm doing this week now? I'm taking it to the public lives. And I'm doing a fusion. You're going to do a fusion? I'm doing a fusion Mm. of public. (laughs) With my own private feelings. Oh, such! We never get to open a door on your feelings. Oh. Who knew that you had them? Oh, oh. you're going to be like that? We can turn <laughs> into that kind of podcast. No, I want it, I want it. <laughs> so, what public mm. bit of news are you going to take? Well, uh, you know, um, and I do feel <laughs> a bit like I, I talk about Brexit the whole time. I feel like Christians who come round. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> you know, you're just talking about things normally, and we're like, yes, but what about the Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to try and make it this one of the last things about Brexit, because the reason is, I'm trying to sell it like an old salesman, Brexit, but not oh, if you know it. But it's a big old deal, It Brexit. is. So, you know, as you know, it's about to be uh, triggered, and... Um, and so I had a you know really bad dream uh, about it, and I was like, oh, it was an all actual purple. dream. Yeah, an actual dream. Oh, babe. That was, is bad. I know, right? It was like a sort of, um, you know, movies when they do a, a montage of um, of uh, action and news reports and sort of um, newspapers going off oh, yeah, off the presses yeah. and stuff like. That. Hard off the press. Yes. Brexit again and exactly. Brexit again. Brexit. Wow. The, yeah. And you're tossing and turning yes. everywhere you toss and turn. Yeah. Brexit waits yes. for you. Babe, to mm. be honest, I can relate mm. because, you know, it's in the news again. Mm. It's going to happen. Mm. She's going to trigger it. It's going to be a hard mm. Brexit mm. because she's a horrible, horrible human being who doesn't care about us. And I... I'm not sure about her. I think she's possibly like an amazing bridge player. But anyway, like it looks like one thing on the surface, but she's going to deliver like something really soft. Oh. But that's... Can you stop taking over my personal Oh yeah, sorry. I really want to know Brexit. how you feel about it. Carry on. Give me some space for my feelings, Tams. Growing trampling over back. Mm. Right, okay. So this is what I want to say. Is, you know, we're not going to discuss the, the rights and wrongs of it or any, any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But it's more about my feelings towards, um, you know, the people who voted to leave. Because I am carrying those flipping feelings around. I'm really cross with people. I'm, I've got grudges. I've got resentment. I've got anger. And and I think there was a whole load of reasons, really good reasons, why people voted leave. And I think there's some really bad reasons why they voted leave. But, you know, in the end, it's done. Apart from, can I just say, yeah. what happened with Scotland? Okay, re- referendum once in a generation, <laughs> never to be repeated. And like 18 months later, referendum mark two. <laughs> 
It's like, oh, because everything's changed now. It's like, why is that allowed? Why can't we, why, why can't we just I mean, this is, this is proof of this Brexit thing playing on, you know, looking for ways out, looking for different know, versions right. of the story, I looking know. for different, you know. But, but babe, <gasps> right. you got to let it go. I know. This is the problem, you know, yeah. and I do walk around and I'm like, oh, but you voted leave. Oh. But you, and that's not nice, And you're looking it? at people feeling anger I am. towards them. Anger and also grief, because I think it's probably a bad step for the country. And I do feel a bit... <sighs> I, I do feel that uh, a bit cross with the older generation as well. Yeah, I mean, I can't balance yeah. you out on this. Yeah. I'd love to, but, you know, I voted Remain, and I'm uh, really furious yes. with the old... Anyone over 50, I, I assume they voted Brexit, and I think, you know what, I hope you <laughs> die soon. That's not nice. Yeah, it's a real burning... I, I mean, yeah, hands up to being angry. Okay. it's raised. Right. Also, I don't, you know, because, uh, I mean, I don't just feel like there's a load of things with, with older people, but I, I do worry, anyway, look, Let's we're not, not talk going about to Brexit. Wrong. Let's talk about our anger. Okay. So, grudges. Ooh. Right, you hold them, deep yeah. ones, they can last a lifetime, right? And oh then, my God. And then you can't get past the anger, you know, towards those who wronged you, even though you want to, yeah. right? So, bitterness, you ready, is yeah. unforgiveness fermented oh i know right and that's what you're walking around yeah big yes and if you take the country at large you know so this is my public public personal personal public see i flipped it um so that if that's me there's like 20 million people wandering around like that a big vat of resentment and then the other people who are getting what they wanted are are, are kind of are we sure we want this and actually i'm not an or they don't believe it's ever going to happen or they're going to get so so the country's I feel really in grief about the state of a country. Yeah, there don't seem to be any good feelings no. in that. No, right? that. I don't think anyone's having a good time here. Oh. And my horrible feeling is, you know, I do know why people voted, and, and, you know, because they wanted control and they wanted the NHS and all that spending kind of yeah. stuff. And I'm a bit frightened they're just not going to get that at yeah. all. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to be really shafted and then they're going to get angry too. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, grudges. Well. You ready? Yeah. So, the trouble with grudges. Tell me. Is... If you let it go on too long, it becomes an identity. You and, and you take on that, I am the person who was wronged. And, you know, and it, you don't like to admit it, but there's this kind of a rightness and a strength in this identity. So, you know, I've got all... And this is me right now, you know. I'm, I'm kind of going, I know I keep admitting it for it. But I don't really. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm just saying that. And I yeah. think I'm right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and... Um, you know, it gives me a sense of solidness and and, and, uh, and purpose. Yeah. Um. So and you know that at the moment politically more people def- define if you ask them where they stand politically it's right, not left and right, right anymore it's remain or brexit that's interesting isn't it it's yeah and it's kind of scary because like we are really divided and right. we you know and, and that thing of kind of simplifying people into yeah. a mass yeah, of exactly. like i don't agree with them yes and i guess right now more than ever we need to like be coming together and figuring out how we're going to navigate this post brexit world yes. but like you know, emotionally, we're just not there. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I want to, you know, I don't want to carry it around. Ooh, so, like, what lies on the other side of resentment? How can we go there? Hang on, one last thing. Tell just me. Just before we get to the promised land, <laughs> is the killer is, right, mm-hmm. it is to keep this sense of, uh, you know, wronged and this identity. Yeah. Is that you've got to, um, it is, you've got to keep your anger alive. You've got to keep stoking it. Ooh. So it's like a kind of an analgesic. So rather than devoting yourself to actually healing... Yeah. You become addicted to numbing it through the painkiller. So you've got, 
you got to keep the wound open. You've wow. got to be like, oh, I bet you did. Me, 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 me. Yeah, and just like running around eating your tail again and again and again. <laughs> yes. And you know, one of the things about this is, is a thing about a grudge yeah. is that often the victim, you know, or well, the person perceives himself as a victim, thinks that the other person maliciously set out to hurt them. Yeah. Whereas... How could you do this to me? To me, right? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, Brexit. Me, the country, the children. But really, yeah. you mean me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so that's what, um, that's what you know, you think when you have this victim identity. But actually, people are often, they're just doing, they're following their own agenda. Yeah. And if you, got, if you got caught in the crossfire, yeah. uh, or if you got hurt or were on the wrong side of it... That wasn't their intention. Yeah. They were just doing their thing. Yeah. And it's to let that go, you know. But people, you know, voted in their you know, economic self-interest the same as I did, you know. And it's that kind of thing of like, what, uh, am I any different? Mm. You know, so it's, it's a thing. Anyway, as we know, there is yeah. only one cure for the venom. Tell me what that cure is such, and I will try to put it as a balm on my searing yeah, resentment with the whole of those people that voted Brexit. Uh, forgiveness. Oh, wow. But this is... Uh, oh, wow. I know. <laughs> but also, like a, what were you saying about a Christian coming and knocking I on the know. door? <laughs> Hello. I've got a leaflet. Also, it sounds very... I mean, I struggle a bit with this. Oh, I mean, it is the antidote, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I struggle with this as well. But it's a bit like, you know, Christians, I, I forgive you. you. We pray the gear away. Yeah. He doesn't love us. You're like, can you rack off now? Do you, um, shall I tell you a little secret about myself? Mm, yeah. I know this is your private, public, private thing. Get your bit, off But i just let yeah. you know something about me, which is, I, um, I pray. Do you? I do. Do you? Oh, I do. I really Who do. do you yeah. pray to? I pray to a god that I don't believe in. <laughs> because you know what? That's Every so major religion has yeah. like prayer as some sort of basis okay. to it. So I kind of just get down on my. I actually get down on my knees every single morning. Do you? And if I have a resentment against somebody, then I heard this wonderful thing oh. through my network of fellow prayers. <laughs> the hell? And that is. I want to change the locks. I'm not letting you in. <laughs> My network of fellow prayers. I know. Carry Welcome on. to the bright side. Um, the doorway. <laughs> the gateway a... into <laughs> the Pentecostal Church of Latter-day Flames. Anyway, what I do is I pray for the person that I've got a resentment to. So in this case, everyone that voted Brexit. I pray mm. that they get what they deserve. And that's my starting point. That tells him that doesn't <laughs> sound great. That's really... Okay, but it's because hang I can't on. pray for them to be forgiven. I can't pray for to forgive them yet. You know, first of all, I need to work out what I feel in relation to them. So I go, oh, I pray to that they get what they deserve, and then I'm like, what kind of horrible person am I that I'm right. praying that these people get what they deserve? Right. And it really starts to shift my perspective oh. on things. So then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just want to pray that they're happy or something. Okay. And you know, it just means that I can begin to recognise that you know. All, all that we want is to just be happy and okay. why ever you know, we don't know why people voted for what they voted they probably voted because they thought it, it would do the country yes, some good exactly. you know and yeah. in this post-Brexit world yeah. we're just going to have to work out how to be kind to each other okay. and if we're not then those people at the top mm. who manufactured this whole terrifying situation they're the only ones that are going to win so mm. 
Mm. My gateway to being mm. able to forgive is perhaps to just get on your knees mm. in a humbling pose with your hands in the air, palms side up, and just say, you know, I pray for these people. Okay. God, does that sound... Yeah. So, <laughs> can I just get this straight so you, you start off by praying to a god you don't believe exists with a horrible passive aggressive sort of chant and then you start from there yeah. and then you see what a not nice person you are yeah. and then you try to improve yourself a bit that's kind of how it works Yeah. also you know what I'd like I'd like, oh. some, um, I'd like some levers to pray for me and my happiness because they are getting what they want yeah uh, and we are, you know, we're not slightly getting a bit of what we want. We're getting nothing of no. what we want. No, and there's would, a lot of us. I, 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 want to, I want to get hugged. I want to I want group hugs. Maybe we should try and organise that. Yeah. A group hugging session for leavers and remainers. That would be Thing beautiful. Is, all the bloody remainers are all uptight Londoners, you know. They don't leave work till like 7.30. <laughs> You'd have to... <laughs> And they're out jogging. Jogging <laughs> <laughs> at 4.30 in Canary Wharf. We're on the wanker's side. I know. Oh, I know. God, well, how I mean, did I that guess... happen? I like leavers better than remainers. That, but you know what? That's a really great starting point. If you want a <laughs> yeah. tonic to your resentment, just remember that actually you probably get on better with a reliever. Yeah, a reliever. A reliever. <gasps> that's the third way. A reliever. Sounds a little slightly like fluffing in porn, but a reliever. <gasps> okay. There you go, Tam. I mean, do you feel a little bit better? Tam, you have worked a miracle upon my heart. <laughs> oh, that is what will happen if you pray. You need to stop. <laughs> I know, I'm going to stop. <laughs> hey. Woo! Cleansed. Thank you mm. for getting a little bit private with us in public life. So you're going to get, guys, <laughs> the door is shut for <laughs> a thousand years. <laughs> oh, Sachi, so we're going to move into private lives. Mm. I know. And like this time, we're going to stick with me because we had a little bit of your private life just then. We soar into the burning resentments in your soul. <laughs> also, you like mostly monopolised it. I know. You didn't start out very angry and you were furious by I the end. I was furious by the end. But you then wanted to kill together, over 50. You know what? We're going to get back into praying again if we're not careful. So let's just park public lives and move into the private life. Because as you know, but maybe our listeners don't know... I'm about to go away. Yeah, I'm quite sad about that. I'm really sad about it. Well, I don't know why you're doing it, really. Oh, well, me... You know what? That's what we're going to talk about. Ooh, that's interesting. It's an interesting thing. You're like why a little cricket travelling. Exactly. Mm. Well, you I mean you're kind of spoiling my bit, babe, because I'm going <laughs> to talk about how I got to this realisation. Because I, I was feeling quite excited about going away. Um, I'm going to go to Berlin for two months. We're going to continue with the podcast, listeners. Don't you worry. Don't fear. We'll keep on going with a little bit of Skype magic. Um, and then after that, I'm going to go overland to Georgia. Like, really exciting. Feel really good about it. You Fucking know. useless journeys of our lives. <laughs> I'm going overland to Georgia from Love Berlin. Why? Well, because, because as Helen Keller says, life is either a daring adventure or nothing. And I, I kind of live that truth, you know, that I think of myself as somebody who's an adventurous kind of soul. Um, but then I was sitting, thinking about my decision to disappear just six months after I returned to London, and mm. I thought, 
why am I going? <laughs> yeah, you really why? like it here. Yeah, I really like it Also, right you've now. just endured all the winter. I've oh, it's doing... April, let me go. Yeah, it's spring. <laughs> I've got really solid friendships. I've got you. Mm. We've got this. I'm looking after your son from time yes. to time. You know, I, I feel rooted in London. And, mm. and I do wonder whether... I'm just not very good at sitting still and and that part of my desire to go on adventure isn't it isn't like a ooh let's seek adventure it's actually an inability to be present finally <laughs> oh my god oh, you mean you've known this all along just got there like 40 years too fucking late <laughs> thanks Archie you're just realising this now but you know there are so many myths about travelling like yeah. uh, the Bosphorus <laughs> exactly exactly. So is the bo- where is it's the a Byronic thing where is the Bosphorus the Bosphorus is in Istanbul no oh uh, yeah the Bosphorus it separates Europe from oh uh, yeah whatever's next to Europe Turkey dog Turkey but um, and you know I'm going to cross the Bosphorus that's one of the things that I'm going to do and oh I'm really jealous now yeah yeah it's going to be really like, yeah so I'm going to end up in Istanbul and I'm going to go over the northern bit of Get Turkey rested. to Georgia it's going to be mm. bloody wonderful and you know part of me is like you know what Tamsin you've planned this really wonderful journey mm. enjoy it don't freak out about the fact that you can't be still and you've got to like always be moving from one thing to mm. another such some wisdom please well terms it's that it's the old thing in it yeah wherever you go you always set your forehead with you in it darling this forehead that <laughs> this forehead. restless forehead yes with with that <laughs> brain inside it i want to thaw out my forehead well <laughs> not gonna happen no that's the trouble isn't it mm. i don't know why you keep having to skip around Always in search of adventure, always in search of something. But, you know, whilst I'm searching for things, Mm. there's a part of me that's not getting nourished. But can I just say uh, uh, something? Right. I mean, is it, I mean, is it searching for something or is it running away? I mean, that's it. That's that is the question that I've been troubling with myself with in this one week before I depart. <laughs> I just thought I'd pop that little thought into my forehead to percolate over. It's very tough. I mean, it's it's the voices in your head, isn't it? Oh. Really? No, I'm going to say your head. I mean, Wong's head. Yeah. But I am talking about you now. But so do I say you think that this is a larger issue? I mean, it's not just me that's that's endlessly trying. You know that we have whole escapism industries. Yeah, I know, but most people just can't, like, pack up and go like you. (laughs) This is so hard being me. I know. This is a first world problem. Yeah, isn't it? But, you know, to talk about it seriously, though, I mean, mean, it is the voices in your head. I mean, you are... You're you're Boris Johnson in your head. I think I'm like the whole Johnson family in there, to be honest. It's not just Boris. Stanley's there, Rachel. You know them, don't you, a little bit? (laughs) I do know them a little bit. <laughs> Stanley. Your oh, Boris Stanley you know Stanley Rachel. wants it, just for a little little side thing. Yes. He well, once mm. kissed me on the lips. Mm. This is an 80-year-old man, father of Boris Johnson. Isn't that a little bit disgusting? Like, how much on my lips? He would definitely have lingered there longer if I had not pushed him off Unlingered me. lingered him. Ah. Whoa. Gross. Anyway, Ooh, he's that's in a my bit head. Oversharing. <laughs> just his lips. <laughs> So it's like, you know, you know what you need to be. Tell me. You need to be more Sam Cam. Oh, Sam you, Cam's like a little 
Valium pill, isn't she, really? Or you, you just need your mind troubled with, you know, what leather tooling <laughs> embossed <laughs> edges, what threads uh, of contrasting... Nail uh, varnish. Yes. I can imagine she thinks a lot about the colours yes. of nail varnish. And not that, you know, she's not probably an accomplished lovely woman, but she, there does seem a serenity around yeah. her. I think, uh, and uh, I think she... Tokes up a really big reefer in the morning. So <laughs> really fine quality, Mary Jane. I think she has like, like a raster size. Ooh, she goes she's into got like, a bong. Yeah, I think she goes into a hot yoga room. She's like, Dave, I'm having my twenty minutes, okay? <laughs> okay, darling. <laughs> and I think she just I there's, there's tropical birds in there and ferns, and she just goes up onto a mountain and just you know tokes one down for the country. I mean, that is another method of quieting yeah. the mind, right? They had this uh, thing of um, private eye. Sometimes there was this like pastiche column of Sam Cam's diary it's a few mm. years ago. And there was always this one where they dreaded going for, for, for Sunday lunch or something to the Johnsons because yeah. um, they, she was like, oh, God, they're all so brainy, <laughs> yeah. spouting Latin, yeah, make yeah, yeah, conjugating yeah. verses. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, you know, now we've got to try really hard. Yeah. Yeah, that is what it's like sometimes. It's like a Johnson Sunday lunch in my forehead. Everybody can Come on in, have a big old fight about who's the best, who's doing more with their life. I guess maybe you need to keep travelling until you grind yourself into the dust. Yeah, or, you know, I, I think along the way I pick up little ways of, you yeah. know, calming my head. You know, like in Forrest Gump, that moment yeah. when... Um, but he's running, he's running, he's running. And then suddenly, you know, and he runs and he has that beard. Yeah. And he crosses the state. Yeah. And then suddenly he just stops running. And he was like, I was dumb running. Yeah. Are you hoping for that moment? That's what I'm hoping for, mm. Sarge. That's a movie. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I think that's really nice. If I could get to that, I'll just start running moment. <laughs> I was Somewhere real... <laughs> between Turkey and Iran. I was real sorry. I was real sad about Jenny. Oh, I remember that film now. Mm, I kind of love that film. You've got a box of chocolates. <laughs> I know. <laughs> With that kind of house. How's Ooh, that? I mean, that that fits me really well. I think mm. I'm just, you know, obviously, I'm about to leave. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be feeling a little bit like I'm going to miss you all. Mm. And I will. I will miss you all. But I'll be back. <laughs> I know. can count on that. Yeah. Like a bad penny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Arch. Ping, ping. Oh, and maybe it's time to go into the third section. (laughs) I feel really calm now. I love these little bright side sessions. They really sort me out. Do you think we're like... We we might have to cancel a third session because we're so we're so mm, mellow. We just feel so serene. Mm. Come you, on then, come on. Let's go. Did you uh, used to you know with uh, play school? Did you always try and guess the window? You know oh, the, the round window. window. <laughs> Look at you. This is something from an older generation. Did you watch Muffin the Mule? The round window, the square window, and the rectangle. No? I've got no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you, you. I think I didn't really live my childhood years. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory. All you did was watch Lion King anyway. Yeah, over and over again. <laughs> I thought I'm not going to be a Lion King, mummy. Okay. Come on, son. Right. Okay, so this yeah. 
moves smoothly from what you were just saying about going away. Mm. So, as you know, I have a, a young family, so there'll be no going away for me. Mm. Uh, but it's this is about... Um, as you know, I was brought up in, in North Wales in Anglesey and I had a you know quite an idyllic childhood there and I felt very, very connected to the uh, to where I lived. I spent ages fishing and um, mm. cycling around. There were mountains all around, sea everywhere, and it's the Gulf Stream there, so it's a really particular climate. It's gorgeous, you know. It's just lost in nature for for a really, really long time. And um, you know, I've lived in London now twenty years, I'm like the hmm, the white diaspora who moves, you know, to London. <laughs> and um, and I always, uh, although I do live on the edge of Epping Forest and it's very nice, I always struggle with this feeling of feeling like, well, this isn't really my land. This isn't my place. This isn't really my people, my tribe, my kin, you know, history here. Mm. But I always really want that feeling of history and belonging uh, because that's what that's what human beings, um, that's what we want and we crave. Ain't we, we're psychologically hardwired for those things and the more we feel connected and like we belong the happier we are so it's always you know and this is the the sort of work that i'm very interested in now is is how to get this sense of wherever you are you belong because so many of us don't live in the place we are but it's this kind of i think firstly it's this feeling of um giving yourself permission to belong to the land wherever you uh are and uh, let's just talk about belonging to the land yeah. uh, for, for a moment so um uh, you know, cultures that have lived in one place for a long time, such as uh, Australian Ab uh, Aboriginals, who uh, DNA is proving now they have 50,000 years of continuous culture. Whoa. Yeah, right? That make Jesus Whoa. look like Donny Osmond. Yeah. I mean, it's really recent. 50,000 50, continuous years, right? Uh, that makes it yeah. really bad. Yeah. What, them? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, anyway. Let's leave that. Uh, the sand bushmen, even longer, they never even left. They're the oldest people. Still, that's right in the, uh, you know, some tip of Africa, the little people of Africa. So it's very interesting to hear what they have to say about yeah. the land because this is how human beings were living for most of our history. And it's only the last hundred years and probably really 50, 60, that we become so disconnected from land we all move away. Yeah. And you see, you know, it's, n it's no coincidence that you see huge spikes in depression and anxiety and mm. loneliness and, you know, all of these, these kind of, you know, huge explosion of mental illnesses because yeah. we're not getting psychologically what we need. Yeah. Now, we're not going to all go back and live in flipping hunter-gatherer villages or anything like that, but there is, a, you know, there are ways to, um, to reconnect, you know, that you can... You know, I'm trying to explore this because yeah. I don't want to go bonkers myself. You know, it's yeah, my, yeah. it's my need to to connect for myself. So, um, uh, I was I was watching a, a, an Aboriginal leader talking the other day, and he said, um, you know, so you don't own land. You know, a, a Aboriginal culture is completely foreign to own land. Wow, land owns you, <laughs> right? So land owns you, and. Uh, so he said, and it's called the Granny Law. She's already great, right? Yeah. And she had just had the an old lady's yeah, law. The Granny Law. Brilliant. Um, so once you reach adulthood, your responsibility is you only have one responsibility: is to care for the land, caring with unconditional love and with responsibility. And he said it's just so great because you feel so good because everything in your patch like you know you sort of get an area that's your own to look after yeah. so every single thing that's alive in there 
is your responsibility to love and care for and to um and they're all your family amazing and it's not that you don't eat them and stuff something you know hunt or things like that you know you're not like some kind of fruitarian you know those things happen but but your job is to make sure things the land is good the animals are good you know so it continues yeah it's just such a different relationship yeah right we have to land yes it's like everything's about acquisition with us but if it was about kind of nourishing and being nourished wow and then so he said they got some wisdom uh, yeah so and he says and what's lovely as well is that you, when you grow up and all your family's around you all the time, you can never feel lonely. The trees, the grass, the clouds, the birds flying by, even little hidden things, in, you know, you know, behind leaves. And it's a beautiful way of being because nobody's pushed out and everybody's invited in. Right? So all of these things in your little square yard of care yes. are like your family. Totally. And that's what happens with... Um, in Abor- Aboriginal culture, because they say uh, you have two fathers, like Bruce Chatwin, the songlines, you have two fathers, and one is, uh, why are you laughing? I'm just laughing, it's just really nice, carry on. <laughs> um, so he said that it, you have two fathers, one is obviously your biological father, and the other is when the woman feels her first kick inside, and then she's like, whoa, uh, and that's the moment when the, the, the spirit uh, of the land and the family uh, that that child will belong to makes itself known. She gets all the elders and they're like, which way were you facing? And dad, I mean, that's koala dreaming over there, that's this, that, that. You know, they spend a long time working out and they're like, okay, you're the emu family. And immediately you're the emu, uh, they're your brothers. You can't yeah. kill, you know. So, you mean so like, your biological father might not be in the same family as your no, emu uh, no, family. Yes, no, totally. Wow. Yeah, you belong to different clans, all different things, and you have different responsibilities. Like a sideways connection yes. to everyone else. Yes. Oh, Blimenek, this is really lovely. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how lovely is that? And like my little boy, Jay, yeah. you know, so I mean, I don't know if this is like... Uh, anyway, this is, what I, you know, this is my thing of trying to take responsibility for it, you know, not be too shy about it. Yeah. So I, um, he's called Jay. So I want him to grow up knowing he's from the crow family because crows are on every single continent on yeah. earth. So you'll never be lonely wherever he is. He'll always have family around him. Lovely. Oh, that is that feels ridiculous? like a wonderful gift to give somebody. Is it? Oh, yeah. I'm not really sure. special. Okay. Really special. And then it's that thing I wish of... I had a crow family. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I walk out most days, often napping forest, but not always. Sometimes, you know, my back garden, Walking to the tube, da da. It's this attitude of like, I belong here, uh, and all of these can become my family as I'm going along. You don't need a perfect place. Yeah. You don't need ancestor stories. You know, walking to Tufnell Park tube. Yeah. You don't. You know, I wasn't born here. I don't have family here. But if the earth is here, and she is my mother, then I belong here. This is my birthright. So it's quite an interesting way of going around, you know. What do you think of that? I just think it's brilliant. Mm. And, you know, since it's spring at the moment and there's just so much blossom on all the trees mm. and it's really beautiful, it's quite nice to walk down the street yeah. and think of it and look at it and be like, hey, sister, yeah. <laughs> you're looking really beautiful. Yeah, exactly, right. And really just kind of, um, you know, turn outwards into the sun yeah. and feel that yeah. I'm part of yeah. this wonderful blossoming. Oh, you know, so I, I did that um, this great book. I'm always t- telling you about what the robin knows, and it's John Young's book about uh, understanding birdsong, and it's completely revolutionised. You know, because uh, it's like understanding the five voices of the birds and really starting to observe them. And then suddenly, this amazing thing happens that wherever you go in the world, blackbirds always speak blackbird. 
Nice. Right? Nice. Yeah. Robins always speak Robin. They have different dialects. Oh. So wherever you go... This is a really important thing that I can take with me right. on my travels. Oh. Blackbird is always Blackbird. Oh, <laughs> you've got glitter eyes now. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, darling. Well, what do. a lovely way to end our last, for the meanwhile, in-person session of The Bright Side. Thanks for the lamest ending. <laughs> Such a glorious any... podcast. <laughs> you had to bring it down, didn't you? Oh, oh. Next time we're on Skype, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. That was wonderful, Sarge. Bing bong! Listen to the bright side. Hell yes.